The title of the sermon is Reflections of the Sun. Reflections of the Sun. And I'll get into that here in just a moment. Seven times in the Gospel of John, Jesus is quoted as saying, I am. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, we looked at John 6.35 where Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And uh, it's important for us to note, and I pointed out that he didn't say that he is the bread for our body, but he is the bread for every area of our life. And the, name, the title of that sermon is The Blended Life. That CD's out there if you want it. And I use the illustration that our lives and our hearts is like dough that you use to make bread. And the yeast that you put on the dough is like the Word of God. And you can take the dough, and if you sprinkle yeast on top of that, practically nothing would happen. And if you sprinkle the little bit of word on top of our lives, let me tell you, very little will happen. And then we had a, and George helped me with this, and then, then we had a, had a loaf there that we put yeast on, and we just folded it over one time. We didn't blend it in. We just put it over there one time. The same dough the same amount of yeast. In other words, you might say an individual's heart, the same amount of word. It was all the same. And the word changed the loaf. The yeast changed the loaf, but it sure wasn't fit to eat. It sure wasn't very good to look at. I mean, it, 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 looked, it looked weird. I don't even know what it looked like. It looked really weird, though. And then we took a loaf which illustrated hearts of believers and we put yeast which represented the word of God and we put the same amount, same size loaf, same amount of yeast, but this time the George blended the yeast in very well. He mended it together and he blended that in very well. That's where the title come from, A Blended Life. And because the yeast or the Word of God was blended in so well, it made the most beautiful loaf of bread you can imagine. It rose and it looked delicious and it smelled good. In fact, I'll even go ahead and say it, within about 15 minutes after that sermon was over, George had it back there in the room cutting it up with butter and everything else. And I don't know, there's four or five guys followed him back there. Yeah. Now, it's important to point out, they didn't have these other two loaves. No, they had the, the loaf that where the word of God was, and the yeast was mended in there and had touched every area. And this is a point I made. Not only, not only was it attractive to the eye, not only did it smell good, not only did it taste good, but it would feed the person that made it, their family, and many people around them, Amen. right? And that's the way our life is. If we will put that word of God inside of us, it will change us. It will make us smell good. It'll make us look good. And not only will, will you be able to uh, walk through your troubles, but you'll be able to help people walk through their troubles also. Amen. So today I want to talk about the reflections of the sun. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John 8, 12. 
reflections of the sun. And you can see it up there, S-U-N and S-O-N. And I'm going to be jumping back and forth from S-U-N to S-O-N, all right? During this whole service, I'm going to be jumping back and forth. And it's your responsibility to figure out which one I'm talking about, all right? All right, so, so I don't want to get over your heads or anything here. So you just have to decide which I'm talking about. John 8, 12, it says, Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have light in his life. Notice once again, light in his life. Everything around him, he'll have light in his life. Now, many of us, we've made decisions in the dark, right? We've all made decisions without enough information. Right? And I've said it before. Well, I just made the decision with the information I had to go on. Right? We, we've all done that. But, you know, it's really a dangerous thing to do. And it's dangerous to, you know, to take off on a dangerous path or to, or to walk somewhere at night and go through a woods without some type of light. Right? I got, I got a quick story I want to share with you. This is the need for light, and this story pretty much sums it up. And there was an old farmer, and this was before electricity, and there was an old farmer, and he was complaining that his hired hand was carrying a lantern when he went to call on his girlfriend. And he was carrying the lantern, and he was burning the farmer's kerosene. And the, car- and the farmer didn't want his hired hand burning his kerosene. So, so the, you know, the hired hand said, why, he asked. And the farmer replied, when I was courting... I never carried one of them. I always went in the dark. And the old hired hand, he thought for a minute, he said, yeah, and look what you ended up with. (laughs) All right? All right? Some of you will get a good laugh after lunch, all right? (laughs) It's dangerous to pick your spouse in the dark. How many of you would go on a blind date and, and, and they said, okay, now this is a thing. Now, you're going to have to trust us. You know, she's pretty, he's handsome, whatever the case may be. But now you're, we're going to, you're going to come to this room and we've got it all set up for you. But here's the thing, the room's dark. And at, let's be like this 90-day fiancé deal. So, and then at the end of your conversation... You know, you can talk as long as you want, and then at the end of your conversation, you have to decide whether you're going to marry him or not. How many wants to sign up for that? No. But you know, many times, believers do this all the time. We make decisions, important decisions about our life, and we do this all the time. John 8, 12, then Jesus spoke again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of the world. And Jesus was and is the light of the world. When he he was here, but like I mentioned earlier, he's not here no more. Yeah, we know that God is omnipresent. He's, He's everywhere. But still, the Scriptures plainly tells us that he's seated at the right hand of God. In in Matthew, the the Scripture tells us, Jesus Jesus said, he said, now you are the light of the world now. So after you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit came inside of you, now not only is Jesus the light of the world, but, but now you're the light 
of the world. Me and you, many times we're just what all the Jesus that people will see. Now the Bible gave us a perfect example of the reflection that we should give out and, and we see it in Hebrews 1 and this is, where, this is where the scripture tells us that we can look at Jesus and if we look at Jesus, it's exactly what God looks like. The exact representation that says and he is the radiance of God's glory. The exact representation of his nature. Now that is the best reflection of the sun we could get. If someone would look at us and they'd say, man, they, they just remind me, they, they act like, you know, they, that they know the scripture, they just flow with love. And let me tell you, I'm not talking about myself, all right? But just imagine that that's the reflection that each and every one of us should strive for. You know, if you get right down to it, the best possible reflection is the one that is not distorted at all. The one that gives a, a perfect cast, uh, a clear reflection of, of what's being sent out. You know, it's like a, an old mirror. You know, we, we, uh, you know, we used to go to rummage sales and, and flea markets. We haven't for quite some time. It seemed like we don't have time anymore. But, and and there, you would see an old mirror there. And the old mirror, the, you know, the, the, the shiny stuff would be off, whether it's silver. I don't know what that stuff is. But, you know, you couldn't even hardly see yourself in the mirror because it wasn't a good reflection of who I was. It made me look it made me look like 55 years old and gray-headed and I wore glasses. It just wasn't a good reflection of who I was, right? So I sure didn't buy that mirror. But then you get a, a mirror or something that reflects a good light. Well, everybody wants that mirror. I'll tell you, I have a refrigerator. I, we had it at our house for a while and I still have it at, at a different house. And it, I swear... Bar none, every woman that would walk in front of that refrigerator, they'd look at it, oh, oh, I, oh, wow. Of course, the men would too, but they wouldn't let on. They'd just, you know, they'd just pull up their, pull up their shoulders and look, look, look cool. But, but the reason was, is I don't know why, this, re, this refrigerator was, is black, but it was like a mirror. It wasn't stainless steel, but it was like a mirror looking back at you. Except it had the ability to take off like 30 pounds. I swear. I swear. It was the best refrigerator, wasn't it, Chris? My wife loved that refrigerator. The only thing it was is too small. So, anyway. The best possible reflection is the one that reflects unhindered. The one that does not add to, the one that does not take away. You know, I've shared the story, I'm going to share it again. I was out on our, our, on our, on our back porch one, one day, and it was a beautiful day out, and, and I was just out there reading the Word and, and, and praying, and, and a train went by. And it's just like the Lord said, conductor. And I, you know, I thought, well, I don't know. You know, trains don't have conductors anymore, you know, I, you know, they might have a caboose, they might not, but, you know, there's no conductor that rides in the caboose anymore. 
You know, and, and as I continue to pray, and then a few days later, he says, he says no, a, no, not a, a train conductor, but a, a conductor. A conductor of power. A conductor of energy. A conductor of love. A, a conductor of his grace. And through that, the Lord showed me that the absolute best conductors of electricity, for an example, are the ones that the same amount goes in and the same amount comes out. You see, that's why aluminum is not the best conductor of electricity because it, it, it distorts it. But now copper is a good conductor because it goes in and it comes out the other end almost untouched. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be a, a good reflection of the sun so that we can be a good conductor of his grace, his mercy, his love, and his power, right? Amen. Now, how many of you like a full moon? Anybody here like, I love full moons. Don't you just love it? You walk outside and you don't even need a flashlight. It's just, it's just, it's just bright. And you know, as I don't know why, I don't know, the Lord just deals with me weird, I guess. I, maybe I'm weird. I, I mean, I'm not calling God weird. I guess maybe it's me, you know, but. but amen. <laughs> yeah. Can we edit that out? <laughs> I can only imagine in what row that come from. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to tell you what God showed me anyway. He showed me that us as believers, we are so much like the moon. You ever thought about that? You won't find this on the internet. So, unless the Lord showed it to somebody else last week too, I don't, I don't know. But we are so much like the moon. Now think about it with me for a moment. How similar we are to the moon as, as believers, we're commanded to reflect and be the light of God, right? We are. Just like the moon reflects the sun, okay? Well, as believers, we're supposed to reflect the sun also, okay? The moon doesn't have any ability to produce light at all. Zero. Nada, none. And the scripture made it very clear, not only, not only in Genesis and Exodus, but also in James, that, that the root of man is ultimately bad. How many of you produced anything good before you received Christ? And if you did, it was the grace of God. But see, just like the moon, we don't have the ability to produce light on our own. The moon doesn't have the ability. We don't have that ability. But you know what? If the moon will just reflect the light of the sun, it can produce light all around. Even though you can't see the sun, just the reflection of the sun can light up the, the sky and your kids can go out and play and you can go outside and it'll, and it'll be bright outside. 
So, and we're just like the moon. We don't have the ability to produce a light that ourselves needs, let alone what the world needs. You see, only when we allow the light of the Son, Jesus Christ, to reflect off of us, can we help anybody. Only when we're a good reflection of who he is. Just like the moon, like I said, it's the ability to reflect. You see, it reflects only what it gets from the sun. And we only reflect what we get from Christ. Now, I want you to notice there's two things that hinder. That hinder the moon reflecting to its fullest. Just think for a moment of a full moon. The most, You know, sometimes there's full moons, and then other times there are spectacular moons. What's the difference? Well, okay, that's one question. Why is sometimes the moon brighter than others? Okay, and I'm talking about full moons. Some are bright, some are not so bright. And we know why sometimes there's not a full moon. Sometimes there's just a partial of a, of a moon or a thumbnail of a moon, right? Well, we know we know why that is. But we don't see a full moon all the time because sometimes the world, the earth, gets in its way. Right? Sometimes uh, the moon is so bright and it's so glorious and just thank you, Lord. And you just said, and, and look at the moon, it's so bright. But then sometimes you look up there and man... Where's the moon tonight? Well, what's happened? Well, the world or the earth has got in the way of the reflection of the sun. It's gotten its way, and, it, and it's, its light is still there. The sun is just as bright on a dark night as it is a full moon night. The sun doesn't change. The Lord that we serve doesn't change. But sometimes the world or the earth gets in the way and we just, we just can't reflect the glory of the sun the way God wants us to. Sometimes, uh, sometimes we're just a, a little reflective or maybe half reflective and sometimes we are not reflective at all. Just like the world blocks and distorts the moon from reflecting the sun, the world blocks and distorts our lives from reflecting the glory of the sun, Jesus Christ. The world gets in our way, it dims our light. But that's not the only thing that dims the moon. Another great example how our lives is like the moon is, is when the moon is farthest away from the sun. And it's not as a good reflection of the sun as when it's up close. You know, the, the, the moon, it goes, it goes around and sometimes it's closer to the sun and sometimes it's farther away. So sometimes it's close and it's full and it looks like you can reach out and touch it. But sometimes it's still full, but, you know, that's not near as glorious as it was last month. That don't look nothing like it I thought it did last time. And see, that's the, way, that's the way we are many times as believers. That's the way we are sometimes. 
you know. Sometimes maybe as believers we have our flesh under control. We've, we've trained our flesh not to sin. And you can do that. Absolutely you can do that. You can train your flesh not to sin. You can train your flesh to, to come to church. You can train your, your flesh to do everything, everything right. But you can still be a long way from the sun. And you still will not reflect. You won't be as bright as you should be. Not because the world is in the way. Not because the world has blocked you and you're just a thumbnail shining. But because you're too far away from the sun. Because the sun's over there and, and you haven't opened up your heart for a month or you haven't been to the altar for a month or, or, a, or a year or you haven't cried out to God for, for a long time. Or, we were singing that song earlier, a praise song, and it says that we emptied it out ourselves. No, we don't. We don't empty ourselves out toward him. Maybe, how long, how, maybe that's what sometimes we need to do. Sometimes that's the reason I love Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames because, hey, it, it, it encourages you to think about, hey, have you put it all on the line? Not that we are questioning anybody's salvation, but to encourage and remind everybody, why are we witnessing? Why are we wanting, inviting people to church? Why do I want the best for my family? Why am I wanting them to know about the, about the love of God? Because there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. That's why. Amen. 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 The reflections of the Son. In Acts 4.13, Peter and John, this was before they were thrown into prison. Peter and John had been with the Son and and, and they said, look, look, those men have been with Jesus. They could tell by their countenance, that, the countenance that, that, that they had been with Jesus. We see the same thing in Exodus 34, where Moses come down from the presence of God and his face shone with the, with the glory of God. He had been in the presence of God and he was a reflection of God. Many in the world today think there's no such thing as absolute truths. Almost anywhere you go. People don't think there's any absolute trust. They'll, they'll argue the deity of Christ. They'll argue the resurrection. They'll argue the truths that Jesus Christ said. But now notice this. The better reflection that they see in you the more likely they're to believe the true light. The better reflection that they can see in you, the more likely they're, they're to believe the truth that you say. The truth that they've heard about. Praise team, if you'll come, please. I have another story here I want to share with you. light. Jesus is the light of the world. And then Matthew 5, it says, now, 
We are the light of the world. Let me share this story with you. You know, there's, in this world today, it's so chaotic, isn't it? I mean, this world is chaos. You know, everybody's trying to sell you something. Everybody's trying to get you to go somewhere. Everybody's trying to get you to do something. Basically, what they're trying to do, everybody's trying to get you to follow them. You know, go with them, follow them. But the one that we have to stay focused on is a true light of the world, okay, that does not change. While on maneuvers, a battleship looked out and noted a, a light out on the, in the dark, foggy night. There was a light out there. And after noting the light, light's coordinates, the captain recognized his ship was on a collision course with the other vessel. The captain instructed, signal the ship. We're on a collision course and advised them to change course 20 degrees. The return signal countered. Advisable for you to change your course 20 degrees. Again, the captain signaled, I am the captain, change your course 20 degrees. The response was, I am seaman second class. You better change your course 20 degrees. By the time the captain heard this, he was furious. His response ordered, I am a battleship, change your course 20 degrees. And then the seaman second class replied, I am a lighthouse. You make the call. Once again, some of you are going to get two laughs after lunch. We serve a God that does not change. He has not changed, and he never will change. That's why, there's, that's why you hear the song, Jesus is the Lighthouse. Your ship moves. Your ship changes day to day. Your life changes. Your family changes. Your work changes. Everything around you changes. But Jesus does not change. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what decisions you should make. He knows what college you should go to. He knows what job you should take. He knows, every, he knows the person you should marry. He knows everything about you. And he wants you to follow him. He is the lighthouse. Now, many times we forget that Jesus is the lighthouse. We forget about all that. Now, this is a choice I'm asking each and every one of you to make today. Make a decision. A conscious decision today to get closer to the Son of God so that you will reflect a true image of Him. The closer you get to the Son of God, the, the brighter image you will reflect. 
I'm asking you today to make a decision not to let the world get between you and the Son of God. So it will not hinder the reflection that God is wanting to bounce off of you. Allow the reflections of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of a living God, to reflect off of you in a brighter, clearer, unhindered way. I ask you to make that decision today. So that your path will be straight. You will bring light to the world. You will bring glory to the Son of God. And all men, the scripture says, all men will be drawn unto him. That's our goal. That's our goal in life. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff. We got great music. We got great musicians. We got great volunteers. We got great sound. We got, we got, we got everything we could possibly need. But our goal has to be draw all men unto him. If we forget that, if we forget that, we're in trouble. That's what I hope that Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flame brought a revelation knowledge, a refreshed, a renewed revelation knowledge that there is a heaven and there is a hell and there's only one way to miss heaven or to miss hell. There's only one way. Allow Christ to be steadfast in your life. So the reflection of the Son of God will be reflected to the world. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you and we do praise you. We thank you for watching over us and protecting us. And Father, I just pray, Father, that somehow, some way, that, that everyone's heart will receive the things that I have shared today that I truly believe come from you. Father, I pray, Father, that they'll make a conscious, wise decision to be closer to the sun so they can reflect your goodness and your mercy. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a need this morning, if you've never received Christ as Lord and Savior, that's really what this is all about. We really had this service for you. If you've never received Christ your Lord and Savior, we, we do this every Sunday, hoping that someone that's never received Christ could come to the knowledge of Christ. If you have another need, you know how, you know how it works. Come ahead, we'll pray for you. We never let anybody pray alone. Please come. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.